catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Wednesday morning, August 24th. I'm Ezra Sheffield, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Teachers in Florida's public schools have become increasingly concerned about how much power DeSantis and the state have over what can and can't be taught or discussed in classrooms. Two laws passed this year, the Parental Rights and Education Act, otherwise known as the Don't Say Gay Bill by its opponents, and the Stop Woke Act limit how much teachers at certain grade levels can talk about gender, sexuality, and race. One Sarasota teacher is starting to take a stand. Derek Rich teaches economics and government at Sarasota High School and has been outspoken about how concerned he is about the laws. Rich is currently running for a state house seat in Sarasota's District 73 as a Democrat. WUSF's Carrie Sheridan caught up with Rich to ask what he's most concerned about going into the new school year. So tell me about how things have changed since the Parental Rights Act and Stop Woke Act. What have they actually changed about teaching in Florida this year? So the one thing I will say is when I present information, I do so without any political bias in my classroom because I teach the two most inherently political subjects, probably K through 12. So when I teach, I never share my own political views and I tell my students, I'm here to make you think, not tell you what to think. And so one thing that I always do when we have discussions is I play devil's advocate. Whatever side my students don't take, I will argue the opposite. So when I have a liberal student argue a liberal point, I will argue the conservative point to make them see the other side, to gain a greater perspective, and vice versa. And the one thing I do fear is when I'm playing devil's advocate and getting my students to fully understand all sides of an issue, if someone is now offended, whether they be liberal or conservative, are they going to come and try to sue me? And that's something really difficult as I try to, in my own classroom, model the political discourse that we really should see in society where you can respect other people's views when you don't hold them yourself. And I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm not scared, but a lot of teachers are, especially other teachers teaching government, to do that. What is it exactly about the law that makes you concerned about that? What it says about people's feelings in that sense, or what is it? Absolutely. So these laws were written so vaguely and so poorly that you can really be sued for so many things. Even if they don't win, you're still going to have to end up defending yourself and paying thousands of dollars. What other changes have you seen in standards that can be taught or things that really affect what you teach in the classroom? Yeah, so I teach government, and next year the state is implementing new standards. And there's, as they've changed, there's two things that really stick out to me. And when it comes to the Supreme Court cases that we have to teach as teachers, two of them were dropped in the new standards that start next year. And one of them is Roe v. Wade, and the other is Johnson v. Texas. Now, when they created these standards, this was long before the Dobbs decision came down. This is long before the Dobbs decision was even in the process of going through our legal system. And Johnson v. Texas deals with burning the American flag, and that that is protected speech. Now, I would never burn the American flag, but I think it's really important that students understand what their constitutional rights are. And you have this, you have the governor and the Republican legislature accuse teachers of being, you know, indoctrinators when they themselves are choosing what standards they are going to teach that help their political side. And that is indoctrinating. They're doing literally what they accuse teachers of doing. And does that mean you can't talk about Roe v. Wade? That's where it gets a little bit difficult to answer because as long as you can relate something to a state standard, you are okay. 
but since they removed that those two cases from the clarifications in the standard, and I, I actually texted you a copy so you could see it yourself, it's a little, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And it's really where, am I going to get sued if I teach this since it's not specifically stated? It's a major landmark Supreme Court case. And that's the problem we're having in the classroom is you have teachers that are afraid to teach and that's going to hurt our children. That was WUSF's Carrie Sheridan speaking with Sarasota High School teacher and state house candidate Derek Rich about his concerns with the Stop Woke Act and the Parental Rights Act. Now let's get you caught up on today's top stories from around the state. As Tuesday night's primary comes to a close, Alachua County residents will see two new faces on the school board. According to unofficial results from the Alachua County Supervisors of Election Office, Tina Certain, the only incumbent on the ballot, beat out Daniel Fisher for the District 1 seat. In District 3, Sarah Rockwell overtook Ray Holt, and in District 5, Kay Abbott beat out Prescott Coles. In the District 2 race, Dion McGraw defeated Mildred Russell. McGraw served seven months in this seat back in 2020, but was removed by Governor DeSantis after it was revealed that McGraw's listed address was not in District 2 at the time. DeSantis then appointed Russell in her place. Following the redrawn districts earlier this year, McGraw was able to run again correctly for District 2, beating out her previous replacement. In other election news, Gainesville's mayoral race will move to a runoff election as unofficial results from the Alachua County Supervisors of Elections Office shows neither Harvey Ward nor Ed Belarski attaining the vote-getting majority. Ward is in his second term as a Gainesville City Commissioner, and Belarski served as the city's general manager of city utilities before being fired by the commission. Ward voted in favor of firing Belarski. Two of the three city commission seats will also move to runoff votes. In the District 2 race, Ed Book will face off against James Ingle, while in District 3, Casey Willits will go up against Dijon Kane. District 4 is the only race not expected to need a runoff, as Brian Eastman claimed a majority vote victory over Christian Newman. Governor Ron DeSantis' plan to bus migrants to Delaware is on standby following a similar program in Texas that has relocated more than 7,000 immigrants since April. Texas's program, titled Operation Lone Star, is voluntary for migrants in Texas who show documentation that they have been processed and released by the Department of Homeland Security. The state pays for the travel expenses. The program is meant as a rebuke of President Biden's immigration policies. DeSantis secured $12 million in the Florida state budget finalized in July to contract private companies to start doing something similar to Operation Lone Star in Florida. DeSantis has suggested sending Florida immigrants to Delaware, Biden's home state, but on Tuesday he suggested Texas's program is influencing the number of migrants coming to Florida and taking pressure off the state to start the program. Currently, the Florida Department of Transportation is expected to oversee the program but has no timeline for implementation. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Ezra Sheffield, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Wednesday.